Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. You've got exactly ten minutes to decide if you really want to know. You have built this city. Let's face it, this is not the worst thing you've done today. based on fiction ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of true stories based on fiction i am your host brian and with me is evan the third host so depending on release (laughs) schedule of uh true stories based on fiction um if you listen to our last episode i came up with the title of our uh sub-series that we've been doing the tmnt dossiers uh which we were going to do our long-awaited uh, return slash uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Last Ronin uh, issue one review, which is now going to be issues one and two one review. And, two. Uh, and we recorded a whole episode <laughs> without talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think maybe I think I mentioned it once. Yeah, uh, of like thirty-five minutes. Yeah, and really just saying that. Of how I got into collecting comics, but uh, short of ta- saying that that was what we were going to discuss in the episode, we did not talk about it at all. It, it was good content, though. Yeah, it was. It was you can't argue the content <laughs> that you get. But this one, we're going to come back in and actually do a review. So, without any preamble, here, here we go. So, uh, TMNT: The Last Ronin is a book that was, as we said before on one of the episodes, you said what twenty years in the making, or something like that. So, what? T- so back in. Uh, we we discuss and we obviously have many more episodes to do of our uh, deep dive teenage mutant Turtles retrospective. Many more dossiers. Um, but they are doing a, se- a five issue series, I believe, uh, four or five issue mini series called TMNT: The Last Ronin, which is essentially the Frank Miller Dark Knight, Dark Knight Returns esque uh, dark, dismal future teenage mutant girl uh, last story, final story. Yes. Um, and it was an idea they had. So when did they make a uh, city at war? Early nineties, yeah, early nineties. Um, probably ninety-two or three. I think around. Let's see. I just read the trade paperbacks of it for the first time ever. Really? Um, and they had some of oh, city at war. Yep. Uh, because I just uh been reading the old trades. Um. And they did a retrospective of it, and I think they said they ended the series because they were in between Secret of the Ooze and the third movie, and they just started getting too much. So it was probably about early 90s, early to mid-90s is that when they did City at War. And they had the idea for The Last Ronin, which was going to be their final Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles storyline. It was an outline that they had come up with. <laughs> and then I think it's widely known that uh, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman had a falling out. Mm-hmm. A slight falling out. And uh, kind of went their separate ways for a little bit, uh, and then what was it about? Um, I'm gonna keep talking. Uh, I think about five. I oh, see God, maybe it's gotta be longer than that. Maybe eight years ago, they started. Uh, Nickelodeon bought Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, property, probably ten. Yeah. And then they started this new uh, series, which is the longest running Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series that they've had now. Yep. Um, with is it Tom Waltz? Yes, writing it. Yeah. Um, 
who did a it has like a writer's room type thing anyway because like it always says story about it by motherfuckers in the script yeah. by uh, Sophie Campbell yeah. some shit but main writer was Tom Waltz with Kevin Eastman um who wrapped up their storyline with issue 100 last year two years ago last year early last year early, early. 2020 you, you maybe end ready. of 2019 maybe 2019 um because they're on issue 114 now but uh, they were moving on. They had a story. They uh, found this outline for the last Ronin that Kevin Eastman, and Peter Laird did, and decided after they did the toys that made us, and like they they kind of reconciled. And I got a little teary eyed when that shit happened too. <laughs> um, and decided that they were all going to get together and wrap up and do the storyline that they had done. So uh, when we last, I think, recorded for TMNT was before issue one came out. Yeah. Um, and since then, they've down on two issues, and I think we're still probably another month. I think they're doing them bi-monthly, um, for the issues. So we are two issues in, and we're going to kind of discuss, uh, and I'm going to kind of go to my best recollection of reading them. Now, if I remember correctly, issue one was okay. Just okay. Barely okay. Um. It's not mad decent, just decent. There's decent, there's mad decent. It was just decent. So... There will be spoilers on here for people that listen, uh, but you basically find out there's one turtle left. The rest, of, basically, the rest of the turtles have been killed, eradicated. Um, and that last turtle was is Michelangelo, who is now using the black bandana. Yep. Which realistically, he never used. I can't remember. Look, grab that issue right quick, because I think he has the old other bandanas. They use the color ones, or he has them somewhere on his person, I believe. Because if this was going by the original continuity. I know he has, yeah, he for sure has all of their weapons, but I think he might have their bandanas. Well, they would have only used red bandanas, though. I mean, so, okay, so there's been different theories as what timeline this takes place in. So it's been pretty much confirmed by Kevin Eastman. That this takes place in the original continuity. However, they did sit, make some augmentations to it to make it fit. A modern era, which would be having a different cover, color bandanas. Um, actually, I, I've heard, and I could be wrong, but I've heard that it actually is using every version. It could, you could read any any correlation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it could uh, be this. And they've used Casey's daughter with was that Urban Legends kind of. Actually, you can't then because that daughter isn't Shadow. Like they have a daughter, and by. Three and four named Shadow, and her. But that wasn't actually Case or April's daughter. True, true, correct, correct. So I don't know. So issue one was okay. You learned that Michelangelo was the last turtle who was used, who now has a black bandana, using all their weapons. Um, and you learned April's st- still alive and yep. as an amputee. Yep. And now let's back up for a little bit. So uh, as, as you were saying, issue one was a lot of setup, but in my opinion, not even good setup. I think I kind of expected more. Uh, from um, is more from um the uh first issue of that book than what we got. Um, but issue two was a completely different story. Issue two was a really good thing because they went into the details of it and it hit on every conceivable level. So was, real quick, we'll get back. Sorry, so issue ahead. one basically, find out it's Michelangelo. He's in a dystopian future. They haven't really said what happened to the other turtles except for they are they have died. And, and it looks like the foot has taken over uh, New York or, yep. or, or, 
Or, or maybe the world. And then gets to the end that Michelangelo wants to kill himself, and he's trying to take Leonardo's yes. uh, busted blade. Mm-hmm. They hear around, and I can't remember the name of it, but there's a term for uh, harikari, something like that. Uh, I think that's slightly, but there's a Japanese term like uh, that, ki- killing yourself type. That, thing. That, 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 that's not the Japanese term. No. Oh. Um, but I. I think he tries stabbing himself, and April finds him, and then that's kind of... I think he does stab himself. Yeah. And then April comes through at the very end, and he kind of come, regains consciousness. Because also, it, it pertains to the notion that because there are mutants, they heal themselves. But, oh, yep. Well... Unless you all the way die, apparently. Uh, well, that wouldn't be true unless you bring back some of the other mutant turtles. Unless um, you all the way die. Oh. Uh, so... What's he kind of got from Urban Legend? Because, like, they all got hurt in that book, and then by the end of it, they all got back to their OG form because, they, because they're mutants, and they can heal themselves. Yeah. So then you get to issue two, mm-hmm. where now you have find out that uh, April has a daughter named Casey, I yep. think. Yep. Or, or, is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, which you led to believe that is Casey Jones and April O'Neil's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I guess we don't know yet, but I, I think they said, like, the that's the case, right? And you start getting a little backstory about what happened. So they do really show backstory. the death of uh, Master Splinter, Splinter and Raphael. Yes, uh, which I like the Raphael one a Raphael lot. Raphael out like a G. Which some are speculating that the reason they showed that one is that he's actually going to come out to be the villain. I think they show that because they're going to show all of them dying. And That's why they grab Raph first. That, which because Raphael always ends up being the first turtle for everything, right? Um, surprisingly, he's not the main. I think everyone was led to believe that he was the. It makes sense that Mikey would be the last one standing because he was the most kid-like and jovial. So this is a darker time showing him that he, he had to grow up. So, I... which is funny because um, I don't remember where I read this or watched it or something like that. Uh, it was speculated it was going to be Michelangelo long ago. Yeah, yeah um, I remember that because Michelangelo always ended up being the. When Turtles hit the height of their popularity back from the animated series and action figures, was the most popular Ninja Turtle. Safe to say, maybe not to you, but was the most uh, popular. And I think it's come out that he was the least favorite between Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Now, uh, and the most underused. Here's the thing, though: in the original books, they didn't really have personalities. There was no Calabunga, dude. Only Ralph and Leo did. Donnie. Well, I, no, that that Donnie was still the inventor. Yeah, he was. So, but Michelangelo wasn't really like the surfer dude, like he wasn't. That came from the cartoon. Yeah, but Mikey, you're right. Yeah, he didn't really do anything. Yeah, he, he had no personality. He was just kind of the fourth one. Yep. So, so that makes sense. Um, I'm trying to remember how did the issue end? Issue two. Yeah, issue two ended ended with uh, Casey. Uh, saying, Mikey, I'm going to help you uh, f- track down the Foot Clan and end this thing once and for all. And then he said, no, you can't do it. She said, no, I got friends and we're going to help. And then it segued over to uh, April who found the shell, at least, of Fusitoy, the character from the universe that I like the least, but Eastman and Laird love it, especially Peter Laird. Yeah, I don't really get, I don't it. get it. They've had Fusitoy in like, every iteration of fucking he was in the cartoon too, wasn't he? Because it's all like an action figure. Yeah. And, but I don't remember seeing him in a cartoon, personally. That and like fucking uh, Yusaki Yojimbo. Yes, it's been everything. Um, 
Now, is is it Karai? How do you pronounce the name? I think it's Karai. Karai, which is Shredder's daughter. Gra- daughter yeah, or daughter. granddaughter? Granddaughter. Which, who's his daughter? I think in some continuities it's his daughter, and other continuities it's his grand. In the main line continuity now, it's his granddaughter. But I think in in the old school book, it was his daughter. No, um, oh, excuse me. Is she the leader of the foot again? No, her and her son. I think because like her son is like doing some shit too, isn't he? Because she's it's her son. Because she's kind of because after her fight with Raphael, she gets like in a coma, like she's like in that water tube thing. Gotcha, gotcha. I knew she was in the issue, I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. So now it's her son yes. is running the foot and kind of yes. almost like worldwide type thing. Yes. Um, And issue two had three different artists, but they blended the art style very well because it was... Uh, Eastman? Eastman did... Uh, of course, his didn't blend well because his art style was very unique. But th- it fit that scene. And then they had like, those those uh, brothers whose name I can't pronounce. And then the flashback to, to, to Thanksgiving scene was uh by Ben Bishop, the guy who drew the first arc of the book. No, 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 that was Dan Duncan. Ben Bishop drew a couple of arcs. I think he drew like the space one, which I didn't like. Okay, but the, the art style blended very well, and, and it made sense. Like the best time that ever had multiple arts on a book that where it worked to me was Iron Fist, the Immortal Iron Fist. Okay, so but this blended just like that because. If you're gonna have multiple artists on a book to save time, have one artist tackle some scene, have a like a different artist tackle other scene. That that, that makes the most sense. Obviously, there's books out there that don't do that. It could benefit Correct. from it. Batman, Catwoman. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, issue two, a far superior second issue than the first. Sorry, brief tangent, and I, I promise people in the audience were sticking to the topic, but I have a brief tangent, and I. I don't want to forget it by the time that we start recording, so I'm going to ask you now. So let's not get into it. Let's get the people like their review. But in Rorschach, is that in different timelines? Yes, I think so. Oh, man. DC needs... Because I read about... It took me about 40 oh. minutes. New issue. Issue 6 just came out this week, uh-huh. which I read yesterday. It took me, I think, 30 minutes to read. It, it might as well give me a fucking novel. Yes. And it's all letters back and forth. It, it's the Rorschach book that doesn't have Rorschach in it. Because, bro, because some parts of it are in the future, it seems like, but then but then other parts... Well, because you have that chick in it now that is, like, the main character. Yeah. I think they're going to end up being having a female Rorschach by the end of it. But she's dead, right? I don't know. And then the dude in... The modern day scenes, the dude has pork top sideburn, but it's about like it's 2017. Like, how the fuck did you have oh. pork top sideburn in 2017? Because, but they're bringing it back to the writer of the Pontius Pirate from the original one, which was the comic book within the original series, right? No, no, it's a different book. Wasn't he Pontius Pirate? The no, this pirate series is, I think, in the second issue, it said like it was inspired by that other one. But, like, this pirate series is more of a modern pirate series than it was in, like, the O.G. Watchmen book. Because that, that, that guy who was, the, the guy who was Rorschach was basically Steve Dicko. So, for, oh, uh, well. <sighs> okay, but. I'm trying to think. I read that this is, like, a, a informal sequel. I don't know. If it's a sequel to the original Watchmen, you've now had four sequel series to Watchmen, like. 
you had the TV show, which was a sequel to the Watchmen comic. Yep. You've had Doomsday Clock, which was a sequel to the Watchmen comic. Yep. I've heard that this Rorschach is a sequel to the TV show, which would maybe make sense. I, I don't know. Because with, with Rapper being the president, yeah. that's the only thing that tied them. But okay, so uh, we'll get back on topic. Actually, I mean, like, we're almost pretty down with this, I feel like, anyway. But, um, yeah, so the, the second issue was far better than the first one, and it makes you, it, it had me anticipate it. For the uh, third issue, and now some of this could be because this is probably the most most anticipated comic book. What the last at least two or three years, I would say, right? Yeah, especially the fact that you couldn't get issue one because they vastly underprinted. Yep, issue one, and, and it's good that a uh, uh, independent comic book company, although this is a very popular property, but it's not Superman, it's not the X Men, it's something that doesn't get like a lot of buzz really in the comic book industry anymore. So it, it was cool to see a book like that actually get all of this. Publicity, although the first issue, and that may be why the first issue to me didn't really stand out. Uh, I will say this though: um, Why is Peter Larry saying nothing about this book? I don't think that he's involved at all, besides the fact that he wrote the out, he helped write the outline. I don't know. I just think at times he, I think it, there's times that he just kind of wants to move on from the turtles. But who knows? Is his name I, on it? It's on the first one. I was trying to find this. Uh, uh, the first one's right here. I was trying to find the second one to see if his name is on the second one. I, I don't think it is. No, it is, but whether he actually did anything with it. Right. Like with Stan Lee, uh, wrote, wrote, those, wrote those DC books. Where'd you get this bag of more for? Uh, from the comic shop. I'm trying to say they don't have any fucking... They're trying to give me magazine bag of boards. He them. said that he had to cut that backing board, though. Hmm. Oh, so it's probably just a Golden Age bag. I think so, yeah. That's what I had to do, because I had to cut my own boards for it. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm pretty sure, like I said, like, he had to cut the board for it. But, um, yeah. Uh, I don't like the size format. I do. I like the super-sized comics. Well, I don't mind, except for I don't have no fucking place to put it. Yeah, and then that's where I'm different, because I'm a comic reader, not a collector, and, like, all those books, same at Black Label, go on, a, go on um, my second book show. It can fit your, oh, excuse me, rack pretty well. I don't think it can. Let's see. I bet you. It has before, you're right. You're right, it has before. Boom! Yep. But, I'm not putting all of those large format books in there, but like, they're all, like, every black label book I have is like right there, like you see from your, like, on the end of that. No, I don't think the black label ones are put in there. Yeah, like, those are even bigger. Some of them are, at least. And, I do wish that Black Label would have one size format instead of like some regular comic size, some are super large, some are only a little bit larger. That's kind of irritating because I, I, I like these big ass comic books now. Yeah. I really do. Now, as a collector, I see how they don't fit well, but be like me and put them on a bookshelf. I like the art that they are. Okay, um, but. Like I said, we don't want to... How many drunk on Iron Man? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's something we definitely forget. The first issue, I would give it 5 out of 10 drunk Iron Man. Uh, The second one, I think I tried to match what I said on the YouTube channel. I think I gave that, yeah, 9 out of 10. Did you review it on the YouTube channel? Yep. I think both of them. Oh, did you? I'm pretty sure both of them. Uh, I would probably give issue 1... 6. Drunk Iron Man. And probably 9 out of 10 drunk Iron Man for... uh, Issue two. So I think three more issues. See if they can stick to the uh, um, 
or uh, landing. Sick the landing. I mean, the pace that they got going was issue two. But one thing though, before we get out of here, um, do you, do you know what the plot? I guess the plot is pretty simple. The last run is trying to finally defeat the foot, right? Because they but, haven't really said anything with the bad guys and what they're really doing right now. The same format they have in every fucking Ninja Turtles storyline. Yes. <laughs> well, you got to defeat the foot true again. Indeed, true indeed. How many fucking times do they have to have the final? Because uh, when I just read that City at War, supposedly they took down the foot. They had that agree. They uh made that pat with uh Karai mm-hmm. that she would as long as she helped take down the, the ultimate foot or whatever that uh she would stay out and they would just go to New York and go to back to Japan. Mm-hmm. But who knows? And that didn't last. I mean, but. To their credit, in the OG comic books, the footwork—I mean, the footwork around a lot—but Shredder died. He, he, he did come back once, I believe. But they, they did have him fight more diverse villains in the OG books. Um, are you up to date on the new series? I think so. Uh, when they turned that little pink turtle chick to cable. Yeah, <laughs> they're basically doing Days of Future Past yep. now. Um. But they brought Toko Razor in. Mm-hmm. Do you see they hit put... I like how they gave the little nod to uh, Urban Legends, too. How so? Um, I think she was saying, like, oh, if you don't form... But they're also putting Bill and Ted into it. Because uh, she Bill said... Bill and Ted I, or, or me by me? Right, Ted. Well, they use the Bill and Ted format that Jenica needs to form a band. Oh, okay. Otherwise, the they have, like, this dystopian future. Yes. Where it's like... they. She basically gives a... Donatello, you turn into some sort of android, and oh, yes. Raphael, you end up bleeding the foot, and yes, uh, yep, 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 yep. basically go, doing all of them, uh, the, their future from Urban Legend. That's true. Which I thought was kind of a neat little... I didn't repeat that in, until just now, but yep, yep. But I do like the fact that you're right, like, it's, it is her being Kitty Pride, but I took it also as her being Cable. And both are kind of true. I'm, I'm both are actually very true like she's badass because like Kate Pratt wasn't that badass mm-hmm. and fuck Days of Future Past but she's definitely like more Cable-esque yeah but you can definitely tell us like a Days of Future Past story like. it is mm-hmm. and so we'll end on this did you know that 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 that, that, that was who that was until she met herself as, as a kid I had no idea who the fuck she was yeah it looked just like her I can't remember, I can't remember <laughs> I the know. name of it but I never paid that little uh, girl any attention <laughs> They get a little bit too many mutants, though. Like we, we talk, we'll talk more about the, I, as we get into further episodes of uh, the TMNT dossiers, because mm-hmm. um, I think we've covered the movies, uh, which we will discuss to see which topic or we're going to talk about next. As far as cartoon, we got cartoons, video games, comics, action figures. Yes. Yep. So I mean, you can probably expect at least another year of. Uh, yep. And it's always ever growing. There is a fucking musical. I think we already talked about the musical. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but maybe we talked about the Yeah. Which nowadays you'd think would be something. Digitals are coming out of the closet. And with those outfits they had. But, uh, okay, so that is it. Cancel culture. Yeah, that's why I blaze right past that. Don't cancel me. Uh, okay, but we're out of here. We'll see you next time. Later. Cowabunga.